Howdy. Pull up a seat. Snuggle up with your dog. Cuddle with your kitty. Put on your headphones as you nuzzle with your horse. You've found the Dr. Andy's World Podcast, a show for those interested in empowerment, empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. And now, let's join our host, facilitator of all things animal, Dr. Andy Harper. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to Dr. Andy's World here on Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Dr. Andy Harper. We are episode three of season three. How exciting is that? It is September 18th, 2020. And the show today is Do Dogs Think About Pain? And I have a fabulous, wonderful guest. Amber O'Hara is with me today. Hi, Amber. Hello, Dr. Andy. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, so our little write-up, let me go through it. It's really cool. And I have a little intro, and I want to introduce Amber to everybody, and then we're going to dive right in. So do you wonder if dogs think? Do you wonder if dogs think about pain or worry about pain? Um, and so we're going to have this conversation. We're going to dive into the exploration of it and what dogs think about pain and other things. We humans have lots of interesting thoughts about all of that. So Amber is a newly is newly retired from a 30-year career and is starting a new chapter in her life of more travel that includes pet sitting around the world. That is so cool. She has just finished her first children's book, No Way, and has her photography and paintings in a Colorado mountain gallery. How awesome is that? Amber loves being creative and being outdoors. She has met great people and fabulous animals and looks forward to enjoying more of that in her new adventures. Whoop, whoop, that is so exciting. I didn't know about the gallery. How? Oh, my. You'll have to fill me in on that. Yeah, I will. It's uh, exciting. Uh, it is. Awesome. Okay, so I, Amber uh, Facebooked me, messaged me um, in July, and I don't think she knew exactly what she was going to get into when she sent me this message. And I went back and looked in my messages, and you were listening to uh, Mike Dooley live, and he said the oddest thing. This is exactly what she texted me. Animals don't think thoughts as if to create their world. <laughs> and she's like, wait, what? Any animal I've had definitely is a thinker. And she asked me to weigh in. So my very next question to her was, who is the thinker, you or the animal? And here we are on radio. <laughs> here we are on a podcast. She's like, maybe I wouldn't have sent that if I knew this is where I was going to end up. So I have broached this topic on the show before. There's actually another episode called Do Dogs Think? Um, we kind of added the pain part because the theme of this month is body work and um, chiropractic and massage and that kind of stuff. So we kind of added that in. But really, um, did that, like, stop you in your tracks when you said that they don't think? It did because I, you know, and I voiced it in my text to you that my last dog who's gone over the Rainbow Bridge, uh, she seemed to have a mind of her own when we went for walks and things. I would want her to go one way and she wants to go the other. And so when he said that, I was like, wait. Wait, what? No way. I know they think. And that's why I reached out to you. <laughs> and so my my further question on that, and I, that's, it's actually a perfect example of do they think, is 
okay, you are thinking you want to go this way because maybe you want to go by Starbucks and then you're going to circle back this way or, you know, you're feeling pretty good, you want to go the long way. Is she thinking that she wants to go the other way or is she just reacting to your energy of, nah, I don't want to go do it your way? Yeah, and you're right. She's just reacting to, uh, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, I don't think, I think Mike Dooley is correct in that statement. I do. They don't think about it to create their world. They don't go, well, I want to go this way because, well, my left needs a little sore. And, well, I don't really want to talk to that dog that's on that house over there. And this way I don't have to inter. Like, they don't have, like, the story with it, mm-hmm. right? Like, we have a whole story on why we choose things, why we think about things. Exactly. And I want to tell you um, about the pain. This is actually perfect because I just finished a house sit. And uh, unbeknownst to me, when I was on my way over there, the owner texted me and said, oh, by the way, uh, my cocker spaniels hurt her back, and so she's on pain meds, and you'll have to carry her, which uh, I still would probably have done the house sit, and I did do the house sit, but that's information I would have liked a little sooner. Um, but okay. watching her with that back injury and, and what you're saying with the thoughts, that that was interesting. Um, she wouldn't choose to jump up and down the stairs, but at the same time, when she thought, or when, not thought, but um, she would, if I left her outside for too long, she would go up the two steps to the sliding glass door, and I would hear her, uh, you know, kind of yip in pain. Yeah, so is that... So is there thinking involved or um, if I want to, you know, or is it just this is what I do now, even if my back hurts? Yeah, it's just choice. Uh, I recognize that with her, uh, the choice to either lay there in the grass and wait for me to come and get her or go up the two steps because she wanted to come in right then. Uh, There were times that she just laid in the grass and I went out and got her and other times she you know, sucked it up or whatever, took the pain and jumped mm-hmm. up the two steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's, well, this is actually how awesome did you, ha- that you had this experience. You know, is she sitting around being depressed because she hurt? Like, does she actually think about this as a problem? What, did, what was your sense of that? Uh, when I first got there, she, uh, I was, kind of afraid. She laid around um, most of the day and I was concerned there wasn't any, you know, need to go outside to use the restroom or need to get up and drink water, which uh, concerned me because, uh, you know, pain meds and, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot to eat. And um, But looking back at it now she was reacting to my fear because i was Mm -hmm. so concerned and afraid for her so she just stayed there when i a couple days into the house sit 
she moved around more. She got up and drank the water or she came over and would sit next to me so I could pet her or, um, but yeah, I watched cause I, I was one concerned on how do I pick this dog up without creating more pain in her body? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it was my fear and she was reacting to my fear by just laying there. Well, and it kind of, yeah. And you both kind of got thrown together, right? Sounds like you got very little yeah. warning. Um, not knowing her backstory, this might have just happened for her too. And these are psychic beings. So she's in your head and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? And she's like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh-huh. you're like, yes. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, how often are they just responding to the energy or what is going on in our head? They're not thinking that, it, oh, I should lay here because I need to heal up. <laughs> no. And it, it, and uh, when I finally, I I kind of called her a little faker. And I, mm-hmm. although I know she was in pain, um, I was out in the yard with the big dog and the neighbors have a dog and let their dog out. And of course they went charging at the fence at, for each other. And I went to pull him away from the fence and I turned to kind of half glance at the sliding glass door and who should be there at the door barking her little head off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's that response system instead of what I was thinking is they were having thoughts like I want, like we do, like I want this mm-hmm. now or I want to right. do that as opposed to just responding to the energy of what's going on. No. And you're all out there having a good time. <laughs> right. I'm, yeah, she wanted I'm coming. To be, yeah, yeah, she wanted to be in the party. And so I opened the door, and she didn't have an issue, you know, going up and down those mm-hmm. those steps. Yes. Well, motivation is is pretty grand dictator too, right? Other animals, what's the other dog up to? You're out here, um, all of that jazz. And I, you know, I think a lot of animals I've noticed over the years is okay. How how much is this supposed to bother me and how sick am I based on what's going on in their people's heads? You got more comfortable. You were out there not actually thinking about her. So she's like, hey, I'm coming. They are grand grand manipulators. And we are not discounting that she had an injury (laughs) by any means. Right. Here, folks. Yeah. (laughs) And, and she, she did need to be quiet, you know, and she needed to just do all that. Yes, yes, she did. She uh, <sighs> she was a little stinker. Like when she was out in the yard, I would go over to pick her up, and she'd roll over on her back and want her belly rub. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I can't pick you up from that position. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave you out here because, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what you're going to yep. do, go ahead. So that also, that also, no, that also tells me the pain meds were correct. They were contributing. Um, yes. If she's able to roll onto her back, they were working very nicely for her. So that's very cool. 
And yes, um, picking her up from that position would not be grand. And, <laughs> and I get, I, I, I'm a little bit of a side note. I do get that question a lot. Like, how am I supposed to pick up this animal um, without hurting them more? And sometimes it's unavoidable. And it's still a better option than them doing a whole flight of stairs. So just have people keep that in mind, and you just do the best you can with that. Um, and it really depends mostly on if that animal is going to be cooperative. Uh, but back to like pain meds, if she's able, if she's willing to do that, they were working really well for her. So that's that's yeah. very cool. I could tell the huh. difference when the pain meds um, kicked in for her and her movement. Um, you know, when they wag their tails, they're actually wagging their lower lower half. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she would wag and, and wag her little butt around. And so I knew the pain meds were working for her then. Um, it was just the off times that, uh, you know, it was ginger to pick her up. And I would use mm-hmm. the um, dog dog pillow she was laying on to, and I would pull it wow. up slowly yeah, that's to brilliant. get her into, yeah, just to, to help her body. Part. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah, the whole thought um the thought and reaction and and I guess for me being in judgment of of that I kept thinking oh she needs to drink water, oh she needs to go out and go to the bathroom when in fact, yeah, how ridiculous is that of me? If she really does need to do that stuff, she's going to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, what if they do have that awareness? Just like, you got it. Yeah, they have awareness of that. And um, the potty thing, those positions they have to get into, sometimes not that comfortable when your back hurts. So, you know, they can go a day without going potty. Yeah, Um, Yeah. (laughs) she did, actually. Yeah, and I tell that to some pet parents. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't potty for a day. I'm like. Yeah, a day, anything really longer than that, we, we might want to change something. But, you know, you got to, we all seen a dog poop. Sometimes that is really uncomfortable if your back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what if that's okay um, for a while? Um, but let's go, let's go back to um, your, your little one. Um, so, and my next question to you was, when we were talking in the text was, were were you the thinker or was she the thinker? And how many of them give us the look or give us the body language or give us what they they know we expect from them to validate your thinking even? Yeah, like mom's a thinker, so I'm going to look a little pensive and pretend, you know, I'm a thinker too or we <laughs> – Right. Or we <laughs> recognize that energy because we do it so much. Mm-hmm. And so she probably guess, did appear to be a thinker. Yeah, she did. There were things that she did that to me, I recognize as thinking where I would be talking to the neighbor and he would give her a dog bone and she would look at me and go down the steps and walk on the sidewalk to our home, which was two homes down, and mm-hmm. go to the front door. And then stand there and look back at me like, okay, come, you know. And to me, I I thought that was thinking. That's her thinking when she 
you know, without me telling her to, takes that bone and, and goes home and then is waiting for me there. Or did she just know you liked that a lot? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I did. I loved <laughs> yeah. it. I, yeah. loved, <laughs> I loved watching her, you know, like take control of her own destiny, basically. Like, hey, I'm taking this <laughs> bone and I'm going back to the house. You can come or not. <laughs> Are you coming? Right, but that's the way you... Go ahead. She actually, one time, because I stood there and talked too long with the neighbor, came back to the house to get me to go home. (laughs) 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 So thinking as we're talking about it here, like deciding and thinking and determining what the outcome is going to be, animals do not do. Some animals are a lot more intelligent than others, a lot more intelligent in if I do this, mom will generally do this. They get the (laughs) energy of the situation. Um, I love that because my last standard, Jax, would do that too. I'd I'd be trying to leave my mother's house and we'd be gabbing and gabbing and gabbing. I'm like, let's go. He would come down, stand there for a couple minutes and then, well, screw that and would go back and lay in the bed. He's like, you guys aren't done talking yet. Why would I stand here by you while you're talking? This is silly. And he was definitely more intelligent. He's like, and pragmatic about what was going to work for them. Um, and I think that's more the energy of it. Um, they, if I do this, just is generally the result. This is generally what is going to occur. Mom would really like me to, she really, really likes it when I do this, so I'm going to do it. You know, they yeah. also do, they, you know, they also bump up against that energy of they really hate it when I just bark at the birds out the kitchen window. So I'm going to do more of that because I'm getting more worked up about them doing that. And then they feed into that energy. So what if it is all about energy? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I did play with her when I first got her with um, energy and and the body, so to speak. and. Mm-hmm. It was kind of conditioning her as to um, that she was safe with me because she had been abandoned, and so she had abandonment mm-hmm. issues. And so um, I would lay with her, you know, and put my hand protecting her back from, like, rolling off the couch. And mm-hmm. then I would move my hand, and she would kind of get that you know like well what are you doing and then I would put my hand back you know and tell her I would never hurt you like that and so uh, that was how we you know got to know each other and for her to know that I would never harm her or hurt her in any way that you know except accidents so well I mean yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> occasionally they are under our feet or so yeah. on and so forth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to challenge that story a little bit as if you hadn't bought in as much into the abandonment story, do you think she would have gotten mm-hmm. over it sooner? Yes. Yeah. Mhm. Um, and I talk about that often on this show. People love to regale. And I never knew that. 
because you never told me that story, so you didn't hold on to it her entire time with you, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. But some people hold on to those stories. You know, I just talk about this client that I, recently, she's like, oh, she's my rescue. I'm like, oh, how long have you had her? Oh, nine of her 10 years. I'm like, are you oh, going to give up? The, uh, you know, I'm like, are you going to yeah. give up that story of her being a rescue anytime soon? <laughs> and then she goes, well, I said something to that effect. I wasn't that direct, I don't think. I I, I don't realize how direct I am sometimes. Um, Oops. But I'm like, well, she keeps acting like a rescue. And I'm like, well, you keep calling her a rescue. It was, it, it, the conversation didn't go anywhere. Um, Mom wasn't really interested in looking at it. But the stories we also have, how much do that, does that contribute to their continuing behavior, good or bad? Because they're living in our head, they're reading our stories, and they're going, oh, this is what you expect of me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about uh, animals in their bodies, um, are we going off topic if I ask you about, do they honestly take um, our illnesses out of our body or do they create a space? What do you, what, what do you get? And no, you're not going off topic. Uh, it's a great topic. You know, I, I find it interesting that my um, my dad's, well, my mom and dad's cocker spaniel uh, had lots of tumors on its body and it got, it went blind. And my mom, when she passed, of course, had um, multiple cancer tumors and she had macular degeneration in, in both her eyes. And that you know they always say that animals will attempt to heal you by taking that energy of the disease. Um, I don't know that I believe it. Cool. <laughs> so um, that is generally my point of view that they do take on some of that energy of the disease. It doesn't generally heal the person generally just the person and the animal are sick um the tumors don't have to be the same kind the blindness doesn't have to be the same kind it can be different um and still contributing to the person uh some animals are much bigger healers than others um but you mentioned something very interesting about creating that space so do you want to talk about that? That'd be cool. Yes. Yeah. So are they creating, um, by taking some of that energy, like you said, are they creating a space for the human to choose healing for themselves? I, yes. I like, yes. And yet, how often does the human choose that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I I actually I don't get to talk about this so much, so thank you, Amber. I in access which you are familiar with, right? They talk about mm-hmm. bodies. What if what's going on in your body is just information? We make it significant. Oh, this hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going, I, you know, this is cancer. Oh, this is this. Oh, this is going to kill me. 
But what if it's all just information? A very out there concept for most folks. I do look at animals like our bodies. What if what they are showing us is just information? They are showing us back a disease. Now, what do we do about it? They're showing us back a behavior. What do we do about it or be about it? Because uh, they are much more willing to be the infinite being and not have a point of view about it. So what if anything they're showing us is just information? Yeah. Yeah, and if we're willing to to take that information and, and uh, look at it for ourselves... Instead of, of saying, oh, they're sick. Correct. Yeah. Oh, they're broken. Oh, there's a problem we have to fix. Oh, they have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if they start out being that space and going, here, look at this. What if you chose something else, person, that I chose to be with, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, and hardly do we ever even take a breath to even look at that, even consider yeah. I Of course, um, I suppose I did recognize it during, but my, as you know, my little one uh, had a tumor that was blocking her esophagus, which mm-hmm. to me is, you know, our speech center. And mm-hmm. also, you know, a part of digestion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, I recognize that myself. I wasn't willing to speak up for myself in the relationship I was in. And mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of acid reflux issues mm-hmm. um, created digestion issues for myself to where to the point where I had a, um, some of my colon removed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so if I acknowledged it on some level that her and I were connected in that, um, of course, I didn't choose anything different at the time. But what a gift and what an awareness even after. Yeah. And, and these beings that we think are dumb and stupid and the cute little poor little things. She was willing to simply die to show you something. No point of view about it. (laughs) And did you get it in the moment? No. Did you get it? Yep. And how cool is that? Yeah. I, I think that's amazing. Simply amazing. Oh, okay. On that note, let's take a breath. <laughs> let's take a breath. Let's take a break. Um, we will uh, be right back. You are listening to Dr. Andy's World with myself, Dr. Andy, and my guest, Amber O'Hara. We are talking about do dogs think? Do dogs think about pain? And we are going other places today. So how cool is that? We will be right back. What do you know about animals? What do you know about your animals? Have you ever considered you might know more than you think you know? Welcome to Dr. Andy's World, where we celebrate all things animals and their people. Join Dr. Andy as she brings some fresh perspectives and fabulous guests to the conversation about animal care, communication, nutrition, behavior, 
training, and much more. It's all about empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Check out everything going on in Dr. Andy's world at drandysworld.com. And you can join Dr. Andy live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Podcast with facilitator of all things animals, Dr. Andy. Bring your questions to the show. Call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also join us in the virtual chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com slash chat room. Now, back to the program. Welcome forward, my magical friends. You are back with me, Dr. Andy, on Dr. Andy's World, and my wonderful guest, Amber O'Hara. We are talking, well, the title is Do Dogs Think About Pain? And Amber was, oh, if you missed segment one, go back. It's amazing, amazing. Um, and Amber was talking about her little one that's no longer with her in body and what she chose to create in her body before she passed. Um, and uh, if you've not been on Dr. Andy's World before, welcome. Um, if you are, you've been here before, you know I'm such a weirdo. And I love, I love talking about animals passing because I think it's the biggest gift if we allow it to be for us. I knew when Jack's passed, it was the biggest, one of the biggest gifts I ever received. And he's been a bigger contribution without that body. Um, and we were talking about them being infinite beings um, and choosing things just to show us something. And I mentioned on the show a lot that he chose certain a, a disease and a couple different diseases just to show me new stuff because they don't have that point of view. They are not thinking if I, I you know, I, they don't think about, they don't think, of, I don't think they think about the pain. It's simply, simply, and, we, and that's why we're having this conversation. So we can kind of go back to the dog that you were house-sitting with, you know, what's going on in the household that now her back hurts? What's going on with her owners that now her back hurts? Like, was there an actual injury or what? You can kind of extrapolate and really take a look at what are these animals contributing to us in our lives and what are they trying to non-verbally tell us that we constantly, constantly just diminish, dismiss, and not pay any attention to. 
Yeah, that was a that's, lot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it, it's interesting. All of that that you just covered. Um, when I look back at previous pets, and when I even look at my family, my sister and her animals, and uh, my mom and dad and their animals, um, and look at it now from an energetic standpoint, and and see what went on and what they were gifting them. Uh, with mine that just passed, um, I was actually, I prepared myself for for her death. And, and we, I'll say we had conversations where I, you know, I told her that I was okay and that she didn't need mm-hmm. to hang around anymore. Um, you know, that, that she knew that I loved her and I um mm-hmm. I knew that she loved me. Uh I was prepared. Um the man that I lived with was not prepared even though we knew it was coming. Um mm-hmm. he just was beside himself when we finally took her and um took her to the vet. He he just couldn't handle it and I thought my goodness you know, we had probably four days to prepare and to say goodbye, basically, um, and and thank yous and things mm-hmm. like that. And and so, yeah, we we all approach it differently. But when you said to see the gift, um, how many people actually see that gift? And um, that's, a real, see it, that's a really good yeah, question. That they stay in that pain of of losing the physical body of their beloved pet, and by by all means, I wish they lived a lifetime like we do. Um, but gosh, what a gift they are during the time they are with us. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Oh my goodness, I would love for them. They're never here long enough, um, and we know this each time we get a pet. <laughs> <laughs> that we do. And that's why I think it's not funny, but it's very interesting to people that they get another pet. Well, this one's going to live forever. N- no, no, it's not. Um, you know, what's it going to take to change that? And no, well, I can't go through that again. And yet you get another pet. So what? How, so what are you choosing to do differently the next time? And people don't even generally tend to choose anything different the next time. Um, And I loved how you were talking about you had those conversations. I tell clients all the time have those conversations. And you need to start having them now. Sometimes it's, you know, months out because we know what is kind of going on. And start having them now that maybe when you get closer, you actually mean it because most people start that conversation out not meaning it, not meaning that I'll be okay, not meaning it's okay for them to leave. Um, They may say the words, but the energy doesn't match. The animals know this. Um, I, and I talk about Jax's passing. I worked on for three and a half years with him. <laughs> I used to work with access. I did because we went through three different dentals one summer. And every time you went under anesthesia for that, dude, if you need to go, it's okay. And from 10 to 13 and a half, I would run exit stage left, which is a body process from access. Intermittently, for no apparent reason, I would do this with him and tell him it's okay whenever he was ready. And when we got closer, 
I was in my knowing with when it was time for him to go. I didn't second guess myself. He didn't go too early. He didn't go too late. I let him choose. It was, excuse the language, fucking amazing. What that dog showed me through that process. And I I love telling that story all the time. Freaks people out all the time. <laughs> uh, I, nobody wants to yeah. talk about death and reality, and everybody dies. It's the strangest phenomenon to me. Yeah, I mean we know it's coming, and and mm-hmm. to deny it. I, so if we deny it with with them, or we're not in acceptance of we know that it's coming. Um, they they acknowledge that, and they I don't know I got the feeling like she acknowledged it with um, my male companion, and so she actually mm-hmm. tried to hang on longer so that he could yep. get in the right yep. space. Um, That's exactly what they choose to do. Yeah, they'll they they'll hang on for as long as they can. Yeah. Um, yep. Which just kind of yep. hurts my heart because. You know, <laughs> they like you said um, they don't um, they don't dwell in that pain, but it's just why would we we wouldn't want somebody to do that to us? So why would we do that yeah. to them? That's a really good question, and I have asked that point blank to some people. Some people you can't, but they do. If you are not ready, they will just linger on. They don't have a point of view about it. They are willing to do that. That's why I tell people they're always ready to go before we are. Absolutely, hands (laughs) down. Whenever you are ready, they have been ready. (laughs) It's fine. You can choose it. And you also, most of the time, sounded like maybe it was a little different in your household. You have to wait for the last person in the house to be ready. And you can't force it. I've seen people try. Yeah. Um, and it generally doesn't go well. Yeah, I think and, Jim got actually to a point where he was somewhat accepting that she wasn't going to be around, mm-hmm. which then allowed her the space to, to be yeah. okay with going. Yeah, he he must yeah. have made some energetic shift that she picked up on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing right. to like, watch this process. Yeah, I wasn't ready when my cocker spaniel, when I uh, she had Cushing's, um, which again, interesting. Um, that's another conversation. Um, yes. But yeah, I wasn't ready for her, and I, it was just so sad. And um, that actually, I saw the shock in her eyes as well, because it was that my shock mirroring. Um, mm-hmm. But with with Lily, my dog um, that just passed, uh, she was very peaceful, mm-hmm. and I, and I was peaceful with it. How cool! Like I said, what a gift. Yeah. And the uh, some of my work here, I have noticed over the years. When I first started, every dog had to go into the vet to be put down. And now when people hang out with me for a little bit <laughs> and we mm-hmm. have a little bit of these conversations as I'm working on the animals for appointments or on calls and all that, so many more animals are choosing to just go on their own and their owners are there with them. And 
it's so much more peace that it brings tears to my eyes and makes all my molecules in my body sing that, yes, yay, mm-hmm. we are celebrating this instead of um, making it so wrong and bad and horrible. Yeah. And what's it going to take for more of that on the planet? With our people, too. Not just our animals, but as a whole. Um, as a whole. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up on a farm, and and that that was the norm. If if they passed, they they passed. And mm-hmm. you know the animals. We we raised sheep, and and we had cats and dogs, and yeah, it, you know you come out one morning and somebody had passed, and yeah. and you're like, oh gosh, that's sad. But you know. It is. And they yeah. got they got to choose to leave. Yeah. Right? They got to choose to leave. They're just gonna get another body. They don't have all the points of view we have. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well and that was the other thing, by the way, that I told Lily when when she was passing. I said, uh, when you're ready and I'm ready, will you come back to me? There you go. So Yeah. Yeah. And and you ask and then they have more choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh my goodness. So, I love this show so much. Um, I love the fact that you were here with me for this show because we went from do dogs think about pain to <laughs> do dogs think about their passing and do dogs think at all. And we, I think we ended up talking more about people's pain <laughs> than we did about dogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> which may go to show that they're really not thinking about it, folks. Yeah, um, and that it's, it's, it's in it, our brain. Yes, and we are still here to support them and make you know make their lives better. So we're not dis, don't discount what's going on with your animals either. Um, so I want to thank you for joining me today. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. We will have to get this out all over the world and get this information so people can start hearing it and really start looking at it and choosing it for themselves and their animals. Thank you, my friend Amber, for being here today. Um, you, will you Dr. come back Andy. and talk about and come? Will you come back and talk about something else some other time? Yes, I will. Okay, sounds good. Um, hope to see you in person and give you a hug. Thank you so much. Um, we are going to take another break here um, from Dr. Andy's world, and then we'll be right back um, to give you an update on what is going on in Dr. Andy's world. Thank you again, my friend. So grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. What do you know about animals? Bye. What do you know about your animals? Have you ever considered you might know more than you think you know? Welcome to Dr. Andy's world, where we celebrate all things animals and their people. Join Dr. Andy as she brings some fresh perspectives and fabulous guests to the conversation about animal care, communication, nutrition, behavior, training, and much more. It's all about empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Check out everything going on in Dr. Andy's world at drandysworld.com. And you can join Dr. Andy live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 
13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is Dr. Andy's World Podcast with facilitator of all things animals, Dr. Andy. Bring your questions to the show. Call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also join us in the virtual chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com slash chatroom. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my magical friends. You are listening to Dr. Andy's World Positive Podcast with myself, Dr. Andy, here on Inspired Choices Network. And I am here with you each and every Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, you can always uh, catch it live and join us in the chat room. Um, you can even call in and chat with me. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And then afterwards, it goes out to the Internet. And it can be found on pretty much all of your favorite podcast platforms. Okay, what is coming up in Dr. Andy's world? Um, the number one awesomest thing. Um, it's been a long time coming in um, creation. Something I have been looking at getting out in the world for a very long time is the Magical Monthly Membership. Um, it, the doors are open. Um, and they are open at founding member pricing. So that means you get in now at a low monthly rate as we build out what is going into this membership, um, a, a monthly call, animal magic sessions, um, the recordings of all the master classes that we are hoping to have every month or six weeks-ish um, will all be in there. So you'll end up with huge library of um, resources to go and check out. So founding member prices, if you do it now, $47 a month, it will never go up. And it will go up. I promise you, friends, I do not know when but it is. And that is at drandysworld.com backslash magical membership. It is the magical monthly membership, and we would love to have you. Um, be the leader pack. Be the leader of your pack. Know what you know about you and your animals. Um, and we are going to build that pack together. How exciting. Okay. Are you on the email list? Are you getting email reminders about the shows, about the live chats, about all this free information that I share with you on a weekly basis? If not, go down to your podcast page. There is a link. Click it. Send us your email. You will be on the list. You can get off the list at any time. Um, you could also head over to my Facebook page, Dr. Andy Harper, 
and join with the blue button if that's easier. And if you're there on Tuesday, uh, 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I also go live there. We do our weekly live chat. Currently, we are talking about superpowers. And superpowers is just fun. And so my target, more fun. And so we're talking about superpowers that you can sprinkle in with all of your already fabulousness you are doing with your animals, your life, your living, your children, your coworkers. This is not just animals. It's called Dr. Andy's World for a reason. It is about creating what you would like your world to be like and using some superpowers, using some fun tools, changing how you look at things, having an interesting point of view, all this weird stuff that I always talk about here on this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. I hope you caught segment one and two with my dear friend Amber. It was awesome. The title may have been Do Dogs Think About Pain? But it went places I didn't expect. And I'm so cool. So, so cool and so grateful for this show. This show has shown me more over these years than I can ever put words to. Okay, next week, September 25th, all about animal massage with um, my guest, Dana Chick. Um, we have been working together on um, dogs for years now, so we're just going to have a fun conversation. We're going to uh, talk about animal massage and how you can incorporate that body work into your animals and how it um, impacts them, contributes to them. So if you hadn't noticed, there has been a whole theme for September, body stuff, <laughs> pain, chiropractic, massage. Next month is October. It has mine and my husband's favorite holiday in it. So there might be a Halloween theme, just saying. Um, but let's get that last little break in, um, and then we're going to come back, and I have a really quick um, question in Ask Dr. Andy. Is that okay, Keisha? Can we do that? Can we throw in a, one really quick last break? <laughs> what do you know about animals? What do you know about your animals? Have you ever considered you might know more than you think you know? Welcome to Dr. Andy's World where we celebrate all things animals and their people. Join Dr. Andy as she brings some fresh perspectives and fabulous guests to the conversation about animal care, communication, nutrition, behavior, training, and much more. It's all about empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Check out everything going on in Dr. Andy's world at drandysworld.com. And you can join Dr. Andy live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Podcast with facilitator of all things animals, Dr. Andy. Bring your questions to the show. Call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also join us in the virtual chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com slash chat room. Now, back to the program. 
Oh my goodness, it's the last segment already. Um, Amber and I chatted a long time in the first couple of segments, so I've got to jump right into Ask Dr. Andy here on Dr. Andy's World. Hi, Dr. Andy, I have a large breed puppy. Um, well, he's about 18 months old. A little older puppy, but when should I start him on glucosamine? Thank you, Sue in New York. Well, this is a great question. Glucosamine, if you are unaware, is a joint protected supplement. Um, I'm not actually a huge fan of that. I love whole food nutrition. I'm a big fan of standard process and using food that the body can break down and utilize instead of doing a synthetic blend of supplements. And I actually would have told you maybe six months ago that you should probably start him on that. And I have completely changed my point of view. Because if you start adding in glucosamine at that young age, the body will stop making all of its own joint protectant nutrients. It will take over and it may actually contribute to those joints breaking down sooner. I actually had a conversation about this with a dear friend and fellow raw feeder, and she said it, and I went, oh, yes, because the energy was light. The energy matched that that is correct. So let's say in his life, if that's still where you want to go, add in tracheas, add in bully sticks, add in beef ligaments, add in the food sources right now. And if you're not feeding him raw, that's my point of view here in Dr. Andy's world. Change the food off the kibble onto a raw diet, and that should support the joints much better than just buying a glucosamine product every single month for your puppy dog. Phew! I think I got that all out. How cool is that? And around here, not afraid to change my points of view. Um, <laughs> anywho... Um, I guess that's it. And I still have like 30 seconds to spare. How does it get even better than that? Um, so today on Do Dogs Think About Pain, my guest Amber was with me. We had a fabulous conversation the first couple segments of this show. If you missed it, go back. Um, very different information. We went places I had no idea we were going to go. So, so grateful you joined me today on this episode of Dr. Andy's World. And until next time. How much fun can you have with your animals? Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Dr. Andy's World Podcast. Join us again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next time, how much fun can you have with your animals?